This episode is sponsored by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get me, your host, to draw you a picture for pretty darn cheap. See what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also with support from Bluehost Hosting, where $4.95 per month gets you unlimited space, transfer, and domains. Visit MovieBeatdown.com slash Bluehost today. Hi, how you doing, folks? This is Movie Beatdown, where we're discovering, or rediscovering, rather, movies with Blake Snyder's book, Save the Cat. It's episode six, brought to you the week of October 23rd, 2014. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison, and with me is, or actually, I should say, in for John Steinklobber, we have Pauly Godbout. Welcome, Pauly. Hey, thank you for having me. And in for Pauly, since he's taking place of John, uh, Christian Sudrath. I didn't know I was taking Polly's place. That's intimidating. Uh, and TV's and TV's sweetheart James Kennison is taking the place of Christian Sudra. So now that everybody's fully confused, uh, we'll get into the movie today. It is a um uh, uh, um uh, a movie, and that is definitely a good definition for this film. Um, that things move on it. Movement is life, after all. Uh, today we're beating down the beats to what what beats there are to World War Z, uh, the Brad Pitt vehicle. I don't know if that counts. I just like to say that uh, this IMDb says that the United Nations employee Gary Lane, I'm sorry, Jerry Lane, he spells it with a G, traverses the world in a race against time to stop the zombie pandemic. I love that word. Um, that is toppling armies and governments and bicycles and threatening to destroy humanity itself. Directed by Mark Forster. Well, you know him from Quantum of Solace in 2008 and actually a really good film, uh, Finding Neverland <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Finding Neverland a lot, actually. It's a good movie. It really You is. want to talk about that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's written by Matthew Michael Carnahan, or screenplay, I should say. Uh, you know him from State of Play and The Kingdom, two of my favorites, two that I had heard of before I looked it up. Uh, Drew Goddard, uh, he wrote Cabin in the Woods, Cloverfield, and Lost. That's more of my speed right there. Uh, Damon Lindoff, notice there's a lot of uh, screenwriters involved here. That, that should scare you. Star Trek, Into the Darkness, Prometheus, and Lost. Another, another one of my... Uh, favorites there and then j michael strasnicky or something i'm not even gonna try uh janush respect yeah exactly <laughs> thor babylon 5 murder she wrote aka he's an old dude <laughs> and uh after after four screenwriters i will say that it's also based on the novel <laughs> by max brooks who hates the government I didn't. And he was also the son of Mel, uh, Mel Brooks. No way. Yeah, I didn't read that. I just read his political views. Yeah, I had to find a lot of other source material to keep me interested <laughs> while I watched the movie. But <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, today we're going to beat down this movie, and no no movie we've done yet deserves it quite as much as World War Z. If you're not familiar with Blake Snyder's Save the Cat, take a second, go over to Wikipedia. 
and wiki that joker and uh or just you know uh go go to amazon and buy it or better yet go to google type in uh blake steiner's beat sheet and read a little bit about it if you don't know anything if you do we're going to jump right in uh the title of course world war z uh a tricksy title a tricksy little title because if i recall uh the entire um all of the uh promos and trailers and everything about this movie. Yes. They showed a lot of people toppling over each other, like ants on the side of a hill, but it did not ever once say anything to do with zombies. And, uh, I had a lot of friends that saw this thinking it was just another adventure film, you know, high energy, high impact type thing. It was a zombie movie. And I, I tried to explain to him that no, no, it really isn't, but we'll talk about that in a bit. What was the genre of uh, this movie? It's pretty obvious to dude me. With, dude with a problem. Dude with a problem. Uh, Christian, what do you think? I was so nervous I was going to be wrong because I've been wrong the past couple of times, but I've got dude with a problem. All right, tell me why it's not Golden Fleece because that's what I wrote. Uh, Christian. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just too much of a dude with a problem for it to be the Golden Fleece. I think maybe the last... Uh, 30, 40% of it might be a golden fleece. But isn't he on a journey um, in chasing a the origin of the disease, Paul? Yeah, among other things. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't have uh, all of the, like, I don't know. It, it just didn't have all the other cohorts and companions of a golden fleece. Um, yeah, he was traveling and he was on the move, like most Golden Fleece movies, but um, I don't know. I just kind of came back to do with the problem because he seemed to kind of, even though he kind of encountered other people, he just seemed to be dealing with it by himself from place to place. There mm-hmm. was no continuity I there agree. for him. Yeah, and I guess I would say, too, that the he never did find what he was searching for, if you think about it. He went to find the origin, um, and he traced it back as far as he could, and he ended up, with a completely different solution to the problem. So I right. guess I will, I will, re- I will back off of my golden fleece and say, yeah, it's due with the problem, which is about the most generic genre possible. And yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely bit. go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just think the reason why it's, it's due to the problem, not golden fleece is it, he is chasing like the source there, but what he's really doing is, is trying to find a way to stop these zombies. I think if he had found like a, like a magical button that said like make the zombie stop he would have pressed it and the movie would have been over so like that was it was the solution to his problem that he was chasing mm-hmm. not so much and it, that, that idea to him was really general i think he picked a way to find it which would be you know patient zero as they referred to it but i think he was just more trying to solve a, a problem in a real broad sense maybe that's what made it not a golden fleece for me i don't know if that made yeah. any sense it, it makes perfect sense to me and i'll even kind of say that you know uh there, there are huge elements of monster in the house. I mean, because they are monsters and they're confined to planet Earth. But it was just, I don't know, because it was so broad and they were everywhere, not just localized in one specific spot. I quickly abandoned that. Um, you well, know, yeah. so, I, mean, I, I don't know. If there, there's a couple been, things that it if it had been, been like Cloverfield, where we're getting you know a little tiny story of the uh, of the giant story you know a little tiny slice uh like like if the whole thing took place inside of jerusalem you know inside the walls yeah then yeah then you got a monster in the house but 
I don't know. I I kind of I still want to put the last rye in there for Golden Fleece only because he does set out with this dude, so he has a team that's supposed to stay together, and uh, the doctor, you know, and they have something that they are specifically going after and trying to find, and then the doctor slips, um, ignores the advice of of, of uh, Brad Pitt there, um, puts his finger on the trigger, slips and blows his ever loving head off. <laughs> it. I haven't been that shocked though. The first time I saw it in a movie since uh, Psycho and Scream, when they killed the girl with the popcorn. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that the doctor probably kind of read further on in the script and was like, "Nope, I'm out here. I'm going to kill myself off." But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Can we, we, I feel like Jane, we Jane said, kind of go back to your point as far as uh, Golden Fleece. Um, the movie is supposedly the first in a trilogy. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, so maybe, you know, if we were to to see all three movies and if if they kind of laid it out more like it was supposed to be three, because I'll be honest with you, even it wasn't until, like I said, I was kind of watching it for the fourth or fifth time and kind of reading some other stuff that I learned that it was a part of a trilogy, but it definitely doesn't, um, there's no... To me, there's not really a cliffhanger at the end. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, It's it almost becomes, it goes from like action thriller, zombie movie to the last 30 seconds is some sort of existential. It's House. Uh, it's an episode you know, of House. Kind of deal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it, and so it didn't really kind of, it didn't really end to me um, like a, the first part of a trilogy. But when I learned that it was a trilogy, at that point, you know, I'm kind of going, okay, well, maybe it could be a golden fleece when it's taken in context, but the this individual movie, um, I don't know. I just didn't really, I mean, who knows? You might be right, but I just didn't feel like it was a golden fleece. So. I, I think anything you say about this movie could be potentially right. There were four or five writers involved in the course of this thing. And when you say it was a trilogy, it was an intended trilogy. Until they came back, hired a new guy, and rewrote the entire third act, um, shoehorning in uh, this this uh, this whole medical solution at the very end. Uh, originally, the writer, uh, the screenwriter, had had put him um, the, the the plane lands safely, you know, at the beginning of Act Three, and they are taken in uh, by the Russian army and forced to shoot zombies. And he's there long enough to grow a beard. He calls his wife after getting his phone back and she's been knocking boots with the guy that helped him on to the helicopter when they were told that they were F 16s or F You're lying. I'm not lying one tiny little <laughs> bit. That's okay. why, that's no. <laughs> why when you saw that guy, if you really paid attention to him, then you notice he was Jack from Lost. And he was supposed to have a bigger point because the movie was supposed to be that guy gets on the phone and says, just start a new life the way your wife and kids have with me. And he says, no! And he comes and he fights his way back all the way towards his family in scene, bring on the trilogy. That's the way it was supposed to go. But no, okay. But nobody yeah. wanted to chop off heads and nobody wanted his wife, you know, in that yucky situation. So it's just bothering me right now that we haven't said this is not a good movie yet. <laughs> haven't I, I'm pretty sure we've dropped like yeah, more the, than hints at this hints. point, but 
Yeah. I just want to I just want to put it out there to everyone listening. This is not a good movie. <laughs> I don't have, I've, it's not, this is not going to be followed up by something insightful or funny, but it is just, this movie it's not. It isn't good. I, I didn't, I hated it the first time I saw it. I was very let yep. down for all the reasons that my friend that I referenced earlier was upset about it um, being a zombie movie. I was upset that it wasn't a zombie movie because she thought it was, I knew it wasn't. Um, it, they tried to hide um, the, the premise, you know, the whole thing. And, I think the ending, honestly, the the whole thing about uh, the the virus having a weakness that's a strength, or blah 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 blah. It's the closest thing we have to a theme in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. But but uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. It's just not. It's like I don't know. It's like sparkling vampires, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's ridiculous. And, when I yeah, and to I'll my be honest. You explain to your girlfriend uh, what when I explain to my. When I explained to my girlfriend what was wrong in this movie, I, the way it kind of presented itself to me was someone had like thir- 20 or 30 different ideas for like, oh, that'd be really cool if there was a zombie movie where this happened. And then they like just laid them all out in a line mm-hmm. and hired like a 12-year-old to put it and make it one story. <laughs> well, they hired some like really this- great folks, but they kept trying to change it up because – of the money that they were willing to spend on it. They started seeing dollar signs and they're like, oh, well, now we have to make it a little bit more generic, a little bit more acceptable for the populace. And they are working on a sequel, by the way. That's why they did all that um, talking at the end about, you know, uh, humanity and how our journey just began. They they claimed that they were going to do for zombie movies uh, what... Uh, Oh, who's the guy that couldn't remember his name and he wakes up and he fights? Born Identity? Yeah, they were going to do that. That kind of seriousness. That kind of realness. (laughs) A little Christian Bale action, except Brad Pitt. Um, And and this is a bad movie, but I do want to say it's it's the largest uh, grossing zombie film in history. It is the largest Brad Pitt opening in history. And uh, also the worst, one of the worst uh, zombie films in history. Not the worst. I will say there are people that tried much harder and did much worse in the genre of zombies. So um, I would say it's not even, I'm sorry, last bit here. I would say it's not even bad acting or bad. It's like it's shot pretty well. It's just a bad story. There's great effects. There's all that. But we're not here about effects. We're, we're, and not even about acting for that matter. And there was some great acting, um, except for the girl, little girls. But we'll talk about them in a bit. Um, You notice how I, Put her in the opening. I want my blanket. I want my freaking blanket. There's freaking people <laughs> dying all over the place. And my dad's having to drive behind a truck with a dad. He's killing people. There's people dying everywhere. But I want my blanket. <laughs> he hated those kids. Yeah. Uh, but the antagonists and protagonists, let's, let's just knock those out real quick. Obviously, Jerry is our protagonist. But uh, do we have anything beyond the fact that he was just an ex uh, investigator for the UN? Does he have any depth, Paul? Not really. I mean, now that you kind of tell me the whole thing about what the original story, how it was supposed to go, and everything, that makes me go, "Oh man, I wish they would have done that." Even though you know, whatever, um, because <laughs> that would have given more depth to the opening. Because you know, yeah, he is a family man. He chose his family over his career, and he he chose to be domesticated over being an adventurer. Um, 
so, I mean, I think that there is some depth there as far as that goes. I mean, he is wholesome and family first and all that kind of stuff. But even then it's like, it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to show you that in the opening scene and then move along kind of thing. So unfortunately, I I don't know. I couldn't, I tried so hard to read more depth into this just for the sake of being able to fill an hour long show. I've seen this movie seven times and yes, same problem. Uh, Paul, or or, uh, sorry, Christian, um, what is, what is his uh, flaw? What would you say his flaw is? I don't, I don't think there's a flaw that the movie intended for him to have. No, there isn't. I think there's a lot of sloppy writing that gives him a lot of flaws. It's Brad Pitt. He has no flaws anyway. It makes sense. No. Other than I heard he doesn't bathe or shower or use deodorant or something. Something like that. It always has to be some sort of nasty rumor about somebody like that. But, but yeah, he had no um, – nothing to grow from. And and like Paul, like you were talking about, if they – continue the trilogy then you could chalk it up and say okay well he doesn't have to change yet because he hasn't had his real catalyst in the in the trilogy yet he hasn't faced mm-hmm. the thing that's going to make him change he he because because of the original ending it's i love my family now i've left my family now i'm freaking going back to my family i'm never gonna leave him again kind of thing see because what's happened yeah. is my job screwed over my family that's what i was afraid was gonna happen and it did but you know so yes but i think that kind of storytelling would be lost on a gen- general audience true or not true yeah yeah no i i agree with you completely so i will say true <laughs> in short and in long <laughs> uh <laughs> I will say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Christian. Like, he doesn't have a flaw. He goes from being perfect to being even more perfect. Oh. He's perfect because he gave up everything to be with his family. And then he becomes even more perfect by saying, I'm going to do, you know, what I have to for humanity, but also for the sake of my family so they can stay on this big boat and, and you know, all that stuff. And, yeah, they just kind of continued to make him more and more perfect instead of you and then know, i'm gonna shoot flawed. shoot venom in my arm for no obvious reason because i could just open the door and kill this zombie no he couldn't why not he left because he left this is what i was saying this is sloppy storytelling <laughs> so when the phone rings to you know to get him in there right, he puts the down phone. his crowbar for no reason the yeah. phone takes one hand he puts down his crowbar and he goes he doesn't have any weapon he just has his fist <laughs> well he puts it and down do after he as he's typing in the code and then he goes inside and he leaves right, it the- because he's going to do a job. But it is ridiculous, and it's a bad plot point. And even with that, though, he has racks and racks of, of things that he could unhinge and attack this dude with. He's fought zombies on a freaking plane. Um, get these zombies off my plane. And um, he hit them with luggage, you know, stinking coach purses and stuff. So it's a little weak. That he couldn't, you know, that he had to freaking life or death, 50% chance that it's going to be something that's deadly but curable or deadly but not curable. You know, not a lot of suspense there for me, honestly. Yeah. So I liked him in the Just cold. Not a good movie. <laughs> it's a cold, it's a cold <laughs> place. Uh, uh, let's get into the movie. Let's get into the opening image. Um, you know, I, I'm going to ignore the opening montage. There was imagery there. There were animals eating each other, um, stuff like that. But it was basically a title sequence. First thing we I'm see. I'm not going to ignore that, though. Okay, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I so, can't. 
so to me, that was where uh, I was kind of going, oh, okay, cool. So this is the opening shot. We're going to show, you know, the ocean, clean air, people are traveling. And then it kind of slowly segues into global warming, reality, global television. environmental and political issues and unrest. Talk and then shows. it, it and then the very last little sequence is showing nature at its most primal fighting for survival. And so mm-hmm. that to me was as, you know, that was the best part of the opening, in my opinion, as far as establishing, you know, what what kind of movie we're in for. It's all these animals uh, or all these other mammals and, you know, that are fighting for survival. And then we jump to, you know, uh, you know, uh, Brad and his, his family. So we jump to, a, you know, higher mammal, higher primate, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it segues from, you know, uh, everyone else fighting for survival, and now it's time for the humans to do the same thing. So okay. that's why I can't skip over that opening montage. Well, if we're going, if we're not going to, the reason why I said is I don't believe that that's the opening image. I think the opening image is the house and the kids jumping on him because it's a little play off the old zombie genre where there's a door and people sleeping mm-hmm. and somebody walks down the hall and it's a it's a zombie baby. Um, but I, I don't deny that. What I would argue, and 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 I'm probably right. I could be wrong. <laughs> is because the ending, the very ending with the montages and stuff like that, and the opening seemed very much alike and of the same caliber. Um, I mean, it could be a 50-50, but I would say that it was tagged on after the fact. Oh, I'm not denying that it was probably put on as a, a title sequence, but I'm just saying that it helps us establish what kind of a What's movie going on. that we're in for. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe it's not... Uh, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. It's hard. It's hard to say what what is and isn't because this movie is a lot of things. It's a lot of a yeah, lot was, of different things. Yeah, I was going to say this movie isn't really worth arguing over. But what <laughs> anyway? <laughs> it's right. over here. So let's argue. All right. So opening image is is we just have a nice suburban house. Uh, we we you know and then we jump right into. I'm going to skip over theme stated for now into the setup because um, uh, there's a lot of setup in in there. Um, obviously he is a, uh, UN, a former UN something. We don't even know, but he quit. And now he makes pancakes all day to stay at yeah. home. Dad, I guess. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a little weird. For the first, first, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I skipped like one through three because I couldn't find anything. Ah. Or I skipped two and three. Yeah. But- so it's good to skip t- two into three. Um, so basically we find out there's an outbreak of, of rabies from Taiwan, his wife is British, you know, there's chaos, stuff like that. Um, for some reason, we find out it takes 12 seconds to turn, which I thought would play a bigger, you know, a bigger thing in the movie should have. It was really kind of a cool thing, especially when he stood over the edge of the, uh, the, 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 the roof there and counted, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, and it and it did later with the uh, Israeli uh, lady, uh, right? Military lady, yeah, yeah. I just, which I, I will say I that that around. one of the most creative and 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 great parts of this movie, if I'm looking for a silver lining, here it is, um, is the way that they go about uh, doing the 12 second count, where it's you know the the daughter's the train bunny or thing. bear or whatever it is that St- it's it's subway yeah, Sam train uh, subway Sam yeah starts. Yeah, so it starts counting. I thought that was a great way to give us uh, a natural um, 
uh, way to count all of this stuff as opposed to him just like turning and looking and then starting to count. So that was, that was really, really creative. Whoever wrote that. Absolutely. So. And I, and I wanted more from it. That's what I'm saying. That part was great. Yeah. Uh, that whole yeah. opening scene was great. Stay in your car. You know, I, 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 like it. I mean, you know, love all that. Love all that. Yeah. And and one of the other things that was because we've talked about the 12 seconds and just kind of going in chronological order. One of the things that I noticed was uh, when the bomb goes off, you notice that Jerry doesn't flinch at all. Huh. So I thought that was a cool way of establishing like, OK, yeah, he really was in the trenches with his old job to where he's seen like a lot of gnarly stuff uh, to the point that a bomb going off just doesn't even phase him. So I thought that was, uh, but if you really want to really freak him out, just knock off his mirror and that'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> that'll eat his lunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, the thing I do want to point out since there's not much to talk about in the setup, uh, is that his kids are absolute brats through the entire movie. Every bit of dialogue, these kids quote almost makes them everything since the um i want my blanket thing when that car starts going i want my blanket the other kid gets out of the seat belt and hunkers down the floor will not move will not get up get back in your seat jerry you know and then and then later on when they're in the apartment building you know having to stay the night with the hispanic family um they lose the little girl and what what's she doing She's screaming at people at their house in their at their front door to their apartment. Let me in! Let me in! She doesn't have the decency to use Spanish. And uh, <laughs> you're six yeah, years old. The, one of the you? little girl. One of the little girls should have been the protagonist because they definitely had flaws that needed oh. to be worked out by uh, having their butts right. kicked by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, and then okay, once they get in there, the next morning after his little nightmare. He can't find his daughter. Where's she at? The oldest one's hiding in the stinking closet with homeboy yeah. encroaching upon her territory. She was crying. Why didn't she go to her parents? Do they have that bad of a relationship? If they did, they didn't establish it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, a couple other quick things with the setup that I found interesting, um, you know, uh, kind of, again, what could have been played into the theme and probably was in the original draft and everything is that they they end up getting into an RV. Mm-hmm. And yet this guy who, you know, cares about people and whatever, they establish that he cares more about his family than anything else at that point in the movie because they put him in an RV Yet he makes no attempt to help other people. Right. It's just his family in the RV. So I thought that was, you know, an interesting way to kind of show, okay, well, his family is the most important thing to him. He's no longer in the business of helping the world. It's just about his family. Wow. Again, as we move on in the in the movie, we're gonna lose all of that. So it doesn't really matter. But anyway, I thought that was But cool. with the original the other- ending in mind, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then another cool thing that I thought uh, they did was when they pull over on the side of the road in the RV, um, it's kind of one of those Pope in the Pool kind of things where he gets the phone call and the writers chose to have the phone call take place while the daughter is hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the RV won't start. So they've added these two elements of suspense that make an otherwise boring and bland phone call like really exciting and it gives it, you know, it gives it that suspense that it otherwise wouldn't have. So that was another thing that I thought, Hey, that's really great. That's really great writing. That I also like to, becoming boring, I, I so. also like to call that the shotgun in the closet moment too. Uh, <laughs> hey daddy. Yeah. Right. 
freaking grab the gun, little brat. Okay, fast forward a tiny bit. I'm not quite done with the kids. I'm almost done though. Oh, sorry. Um, there, she's she's uh, there. The kids are on the on the helicarrier here with the with the Avengers, and they're uh, they're they're on the bunks, and his dad's got to go. He's saying goodbye to his kids, and he goes, "Okay, baby doll, daddy's got to go to work." And what does she say? I'm not a baby. That's it. That's the whole thing. No, love you, dad. See you later. Hugs. My daughter would freaking go insane. You know, if I was leaving her. So anyway, bratty kid. And then um, later on, when they're gone, when he's gone, same little girl. <laughs> they're they're in line for dinner, and she goes, "Is this dinner?" You know, people are dying all over the planet. <sighs> They've got corn, you know, on the cob. This water tastes funny. You know, I just wanted to slap them every which way, but loose. And um, you know. I feel like that movie was the movie saying, like, wouldn't it be crazy, parents? Like, if you had to go through this, can you imagine? You know what I mean? Kind of like really like terrible vacation. It was somebody writing kids that didn't know anything about kids. Yeah. Well, here's the problem, too. Kids wrote that part. Here's the problem, too. The book originally, and I did not read it and didn't do not didn't do my research. But my understanding is that the book is written like a U.N. report. There is no Jerry. There is no family. There is no one that we talk about it is more of a of a of a of a uh yeah something we're saying about the way governments would or wouldn't respond to a zombie outbreak it's more of a a political perspectives yeah and so this whole character uh was created by screenwriters you know thrown in so interesting interesting thing yeah uh save the cat moment there was not one uh but if we were supposed to love the whole family which i think originally we were for me, it was playing 20 questions in the car. Any other thoughts? John. Oh, John's not John's here. John's not here. But I'm filling in for John, Paul's, so I will yep, speak on his there behalf. You go. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I didn't really find one. And so I'll just agree with you that, yeah, if there was one, that was it. Because I didn't see anything. So, yeah. For the, for the wife, was, I would say it was the fact that she had red hair. That's all it takes for me. If you have red hair and you're, and you're in a movie, I love you. So, uh, uh, Christian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't one, but if it was that game, that was like the dumbest. I still, I think Jerry's flaw is that he's stupid. Like, he makes so many stupid things. You can't guess cat. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I love the way he said, is it kept in pens its entire life and then harvested for meat? I'm like, random? It's a UN problem right there that he just threw in. I liked how he said cat and his wife's like, oh, you got one. Like. Yeah, she did. With our seven-year-olds, am I? And by you're the a way, freaking idiot. There's three helicopters so far. That's a ton for New York, you know. Oh, <laughs> a, another plot hole, and it's a dumb one. Um, he's cooking breakfast. The kids and the wife have to get out of the house. They gotta go. And then the next scene, they're all in the car together. I don't get it. Yeah, I agree. Mm. He, they even said, "We'll get you know. You gotta put your plates in the sink." We'll get it later or something like that. And he doesn't follow them. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like at that point, myself and every other 45 year old woman was going, oh, poor, sensitive, sweet Brad Pitt doing Uh. the dishes gets no help at home. I understand where you're coming from. (laughs) I get it. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, so what was (laughs) I'm afraid to go here. What was the theme stated? Anybody? Was there one? Zombies aren't fun. I wish there weren't so many zombies. <laughs> Paul? Yeah, I mean, dude, there 
there's the spot in the when he's with the Hispanic family where he says movement is life. I know it sounds so profound and it should be it, but it's yeah. But it, but again, like you were kind of alluding to earlier, he, you know, that that's where it should be kind of in the script, but I feel like there's more of the theme stated with the doctor later on, but that's, you know, so far ahead in the movie. Yes, it is. But it's, you know, to where it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say that where it's supposed to be would be mo- was when, is when he says movement is life. But um, when, when he, I'm trying to scroll through because, again, my notes are so out of order because I try to usually keep it in chronological order with the movie. But, yeah, when, he, when he's talking to the doctor and, and, and the doctor gives, you know, the doctor has, like, some of the best lines in the movie and some of, you know, the most engaging or intriguing. He was too uh, good for the film. He killed himself. Yeah, exactly. Like right. I said earlier. And so, yeah, but him, him, him kind of talking about how, you know, mother nature loves to show off and that's the problem. And, and the greatest, uh, strength ends up being the greatest weakness and all that stuff. It's like, that's the clue to the end. And that's, you know, that gives us a hint to how the, the synthesis between the A story and B story. But even then, he doesn't really clearly state any kind of a theme. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of shotgunning all of this stuff to just mm-hmm. pretty much say, I don't really think there is a clear theme stated with the way that this movie ended up going. So, well, if you go with the weakness is your greatest strength, then you got a possibility with the original ending saying, yeah. you know, my weakness is my family, but it's also my greatest strength and it's going to get me through this thing. I'm going to get back there and then we're going to really pretty much do the walking dead for the rest of the trilogy. Which well, is already and, being done. And to kind of to kind of uh, keep going with that whole thing, and I hate to do it just because it, it's not what the movie ended up being. Right. But a couple of the things in the setup that would uh, that would lend themselves to that being the theme are the fact that he's willing to do anything for his family to keep them alive, even kill himself by throwing himself off the building, like mm. you've already talked about, James. Um, and then there's also that whole scene where they're in the pharmacy, and there's that creepy looking. Uh, Swedish looking guy that comes around the corner and there that's to me establishing, Oh, there are still good people in the world. And then the very next thing that happens is there's the jerks that are, I don't know what they're doing. Well, like I thought they were supposed to be Jerry's life. I think they were supposed to be raping her. But if you listen to the audio track in the original, she's saying, I don't have any more. So they're trying to soften it up for the rating. Yeah, I think yeah. to, to act like they were just stealing from her, but we know. We know. What yeah, it was. yeah, exactly. But even with that, it's like, you know, and, and, and it's all confusing, but he's willing to actually, you know, open fire on these guys to where it's like he's, you know, this peacekeeping kind of guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he's also willing to do anything for his family, including, you know, kill these guys for, you know, messing with his wife and all that stuff. He's but, got one of those guns from Fifth Element, too, because the homing uh, bullets you know, that oh. you can shoot anywhere and it'll, it'll hit the guy. Cause if you look at that shot, he was aiming down at the ground, like at a 45 degree angle. But, yeah. 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 But, uh, no, I like the part, uh, oh, we're talking about theme though. Um, yeah, the movement is life thing. I really wanted that to be the thing. And, and I think it's the closest thing we have, uh, judging by the action, you know, in the deal. Uh, the fact that he keeps moving from city to city, yeah, country to country. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. it, it, it pushes the, the story forward because he does. He keeps going. He leaves a trail of destruction in his wake. Everybody that comes into contact with him dies. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, no, the, the thing about the, um, the weakness of strength thing should have been earlier on. It could have been even hinted at, and then it would have made 
it was just been a, a much better connection uh, there at the end. Because even with the ending, even though it, it provided the synthesis, like you said, it didn't lead to a, the logical conclusion yeah. of that, you know? Yeah. We should have seen some sort of destruction or some sort of overpowering thing. It should have been bigger than just, I'm going to drink a soda and kick it across the room and the zombies are going to crisscross like ice skaters in front of the camera as I walk right. back toward uh, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi, Capaldi yeah, so is. I'm just going to go ahead and retract everything I've said and say the theme stated is Brad Pitt can sell movies. <laughs> That's, right. That's the theme stated. <laughs> you know, it's funny is is it was in a bidding war between uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company and I believe Brad Pitt's <laughs> company. Yeah, so. I did. I did read that. Yeah. So when I yeah. when I say it's a vehicle, it definitely definitely was. Isn't it stink that there's such a great story out there and so many things can scrump it up? That, yep. That's kind of what I see here. Yeah. There's a lot of changes. It was an original great idea. They thought it was so awesome. They really wanted to put some money behind it. So they had to soften it up and generalize it. And in, and in the end made it so marginal, it's not even memorable. So yeah, they got it sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not as much as you would hope though, because when you took that sip, the, the logo wasn't visible. I noticed that it was only yeah. on the ground. So they must've paid a few bucks less. Yeah, um, so it might have been sponsored by uh, albuterol. I think that was the inhalant uh, that the daughter right. needed that That's they right. said like four times. This but, stuff yeah. works wonders for my kid. Um, and by the way, that one guy that was supposed to be so great the 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 you know the guy that's on drugs and he's and he's picking up his cough medicine so he can make uh, you know blue meth. meth. Um, in the unrated version, uh, he they show that he has just shot a a, a guy back there. So he uh, he's scary. Scary dude. Yeah. Mouth sores and all. Um, all right. Time bomb. Uh, you know, what's the ticking clock here? Uh, obviously, for me, it was uh, before humanity has taken out. What I'd really like to talk about more, though, would be the stasis equals death, um, which I thought was actually really good and very primal. Um, it was there's no room for non-essential personnel. If you don't help, your family has no place to say uh, stay. Thoughts, Paul? Not really. I mean, we could get off on some Democrat versus Republican thing <laughs> really? and talk could about we? that, and it might be more interesting and have more depth than the movie. But oh, I got yeah, you. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, they did good on the primal thing. If it's about family, the only way to get a guy that quit for family to go and do something is to make it about his family. Yeah, and again, to get back to the primal thing, that's why I, I I just would not let myself overlook the credit montage. You know, the whole idea of fighting for survival. You know, that's that's about as primal as it gets. And then the well, very it next was just, thing, it was just hard for me to see the little ant babies and ant wife that the ants were fighting for in that ant pile. Of yeah, no, I agree ants. with you. That's, I'm just saying that's that's I don't know. I was grasping at straws with a lot of things in this movie. <laughs> Um, I love it when uh, when they say about the di- talking about catalyst now. By the way, the catalyst. Um, early on in my days of looking at movies, I would have I would have put the catalyst way up front, but I didn't realize that setup literally means setup. That the catalyst is not the first time something happens that takes your family or person or protagonist out of its normal life. It's the moment that they're forced to make a decision about it. Absolutely. And for me, it was well in, I mean, at least 25% of the movie had passed according to my little timeline um, before they were on 
the the jet and getting presented with that you know we need you we need you to get back in um and and then of course the debate follows i'm not your guy captain i can't help you you know you got you can't leave my family he explains it to the wife kisses the bratty kids who uh, are worried about the jet fuel in the water and uh we break into two yeah, so to kind of elaborate a little bit more on debate, you know, I feel like this is another one of those double bumps where they're uh I agree with you the catalyst is, you know, he's asked to escort the doctor uh in the search for the origin and he says I'm not your guy like you said and then that's that's the debate initially, but we get that double bump where he's, you know, saying, you know, I can't leave my family and then they say the whole there's no room for non-essential person or people or personnel or whatever the quote is. I didn't really take copious notes on this one, but anyway, (laughs) um, but then they move right into the debate with his wife where it's like, you know, you can't do this. You've left that blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I mean, they, we get, we get the double bump on the debate on this one, which was, you know, kind of nice. It adds a little bit of suspense to it. So, well, yeah, he had to get permission. And, uh, and there was a thing that they said between the two of them that we're going to make the best of it. And she says, as we do. And he says, like we do. And it would have been so great if that had been said once before, you know, or something. You, th- there's little callbacks that they do. Well, but- there is that spot whenever they first get on the boat, she says something like, oh, it's, it's bigger than our first apartment on Fifth Avenue or mm-hmm. I don't know where it was, but, but so, then I he mean, it's really then, a callback. See, and but- then he could have said, oh, there you go. Making the best of it. As yep, we do. No, I agree with you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. It yeah. would have been really neat. Uh, or if the daughter right there at the beginning, um, after they had jumped on the bed, she bounced off and hit her head really hard and died. And then they would have said, we could make the best of this. As, and they covered her with do. her blanket. Yes. Oh, that would have been perfect. That's her last words. I'm not, a, I'm not dying. I want my blanket. So, and, and obviously I don't wish any death on the girl that played the character, just the character, just the character. I want zombie children. Um, <laughs> All right, so our debate. Uh, John, uh, Christian, any thoughts on uh, on debate, Catalyst, that whole thing, before we jump uh, into B story? I mean, Catalyst, we said, was him getting uh, the phone call and going off on a helicopter, right? That's what we no. agreed that was? No. What did we do? No. I might have misunderstood you. I think I did. Um, uh, Catalyst would have been when, they, when, when him and the uh, black gentleman were talking, and it was presented to him that he needed help. The captain comes up and makes that clear and uh and then and then he starts uh the debate process okay i can i can deal with that and, yep. and uh john or john i miss him can you tell uh paulie says we had a double bump there um, perfect but it was still all sandwiched in the debate category yeah. because once he kisses his bratty kids um and the one rolls off in the dark and breaks her head open in the middle of the night uh on her blanket <laughs> um <laughs> then we get the break into two break into two would be the moment we see the helicopter you know, leaving off in the horizon yeah. because um, yeah, taking off for Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's when life changes. We meet new people. We, we bump into a sorry excuse for a B story, um, which was supposed to be the doctor. I think they were trying to be cute and, and just the way, like I said, psycho and scream killed off their main characters in the first 10 minutes or so. I think they tried to be cute by killing off their B story because he, he was the guy that had the theme, you know, he was the synthesis. There Wait, hold on, hold on. So, I'm sorry. Is cute a synonym for lazy writing? Exactly. <laughs> okay. I think trying, like, kind of be but it was very shocking, I will say. I yeah, mean, but shocking, sh- but it was know. in the way of like 
did why did they why did they kill him like that i actually when i've seen i saw it when it first came out and this is a uh, rewatch it for the first time maybe he broke his leg and he right. couldn't be there right yeah but like when he fell and shot himself in the head i was like oh did he die i had to rewind it i didn't remember that part it was just so <laughs> it's just it was it's just a Poor writing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Shocking, shocking, just like earlier in the movie, whenever supposedly breaking a door handle is going to keep zombies uh, in the stairwell. So, <laughs> right. it's all right. Yeah. Well, movement is life. That's all you That's have to right. remember. That will ma- take you through the entire film. Movement. Like a tattooed on Meaning my you stand up, turn it off, and go do something else with your life. Right. Move on. Christian, Christian, if you get any tattoo based on this movie, I will punch you in the face. Unless well, unless it's zombies pulling down a helicopter, I do have a, heart, a soft part in my heart for that. So, because yeah, these your left ventricle. But let's let's talk about that when we get the funny games, because that's really the only fun part of this whole thing is going to be is going to be that. <laughs> so, uh, B story. Um, like I said, I think you know the doctor was supposed to be that him. Um, it, it turned out to be the phone calls to the wife, uh, which really doesn't meet. I mean, it meets part of the definition, meaning it was the emotional journey. But since the ending changed. None of that really mattered because can you imagine the original ending? The whole thing was he he lost his phone in Russia. He can't get to it. He's forced to do this thing for all this time. And she's actually, they said she was forced instead of uh, in Nova Scotia, I think is where she ended up. She ended up in a uh, refugee camp in the Everglades. And part of the plot was... Since he was in Russia, he noticed that the cold affected the zombies. But she was in the Everglades where it never gets cold. And where little girls don't need blankets. No blankets for you. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this dinner? No, you're dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Yeah, I mean, with the B story, James, I agree with you. Like, it... It should have been the 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 uh, doctor. They, I feel like they tried to force it to make it with the wife. Um, mm. But as far as the the movie, the way that they ended up writing it, for the sake of you know this show, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like the B story was supposed to be you know Mother Nature is a serial killer, and that's what we're going to see throughout this next part of the movie. Is that you know. Uh, yeah, but when are we? That, but that's but, the action. That's the A story. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we finally get a, a glint, or we're told something deeper, you know, than just the surface material. I mean, and, and again, I'm not going to argue on any point of, <laughs> of this movie because it's it's all like trying to figure out what you know, going back and forth between what was the original idea, what was written in by the third, fourth, and fifth writer and all that stuff. And so it's just, you know, based on that conversation with the doctor, um, you know, the only thing that he kind of blatantly says is mother nature is a serial killer. Yeah. And that's about as close as I come to a B story theme stated, if there is such a thing in this movie. So, yep. That's what I wrote. Fake B, uh, doctor talking about serial killer and called her a B by the way. So that is true. It's the closest to a B story we got. Um, and oh, I have to pause. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm really sorry about that, but that might have been the most exciting part of this movie. 
I'm currently in a house that's in the middle of the city that has been, it's a house that's been converted into an office space. And there was just some really loud banging at the back door. And I'm not going to lie. I freaked out and thought zombie <laughs> right away. And I went to the back and it was just a homeless guy asking for someone named Amanda. Oh my and gosh. I had to tell him that, you know, this is a business and Amanda isn't here. So that's why you don't feed the cats. Cause the homeless guys will get there. And- Did he say, I want my blanket. No, I, I, well, actually, he, I think he had a blanket on him. So maybe he was that girl all grown up. If, if, I would give you $50 if you had pointed your finger in his face and you said, Spine is divine, but knees will do just fine. Yeah, you can keep your 50 bucks. <laughs> he was, a, he was a creepy homeless guy. And trust me, I look kind of like a homeless guy most of the time. And he didn't flinch when he looked at me, so I think he just kind of smelled his own. Uh, so yeah, he, he's said. he's like the UN. You know, he could take a bomb and no big deal. Exactly, exactly. So that segues us back into the movie, back into the fun and games part. And uh, this is where I figured for just a second that I would I would rant just a little tiny bit, take a break from the story, and talk about how this story is not a zombie movie. Take as long as you want. It is a film with the it is the most profitable quote unquote zombie movie in history. But zombies are dead. They are dead things coming back to life. This movie does not have zombies in it. It has one zombie. And that is the one that is burned and has two fingers moving in the ashes. That is a legit zombie finger movement. But without a brainstem, I don't even know why that's going on. Zombies are not pathogens. And you could argue and say, well, rage zombies from, you know, 15 days later or whatever. Yeah, I don't count them either. They're fun, but they're not zombies. So... The other thing is the word Zeke. The word Zeke was in this movie. They called them Zeke's. And everyone in that movie died that said Zeke. And that's a good thing because that name for zombies should die. It was all the military guys that called him that. Oh, yeah. Those military guys were the ones that had the little quote about the, the, the spine is divine, but the kneecaps will do just fine. Uh, they can ride bicycles, you know, and but they can't remember to turn off their cell phones or flipping SEAL teams. But anyway... That part made me go, ugh, out loud when his cell phone went off. Uh, Friends um, uh, who aren't, uh, I just mentioned that friends that aren't fans of the genre reported being surprised by the content because they they marketed this thing and avoided the zombie issue 150%. Of course, uh, you know, you'd have to be kind of dumb not to know it was a zombie movie, but, you know, you see running and, and that becomes a problem right away. Uh, it was the Z in World War Z. What do they think well, that stood for? Here's the other thing. The reasons why they have a point about, it, you know, it's not a zombie movie. Uh, where's the flesh eating? They were, they were just a little bitey, as, as we say in Shaun of the Dead. They were a bit bitey. Um, <laughs> they just kind of bit you. In, in Community, they did the same thing where Troy gets bit and, and, uh, and he's converted. He's like, all right, all right, all right, dang. <laughs> and that's, that's all you would have to do is when you got bit, you're just, okay, I'm one of y'all now. Freak, get off. But, uh, but they did that because they didn't want blood and guts. There's no blood and guts in this movie. Not even when a doctor blows his own brains out. There's no blood. You can chop off an Israeli woman's hand and there's no blood. You can throw grenades into groups of them and there's no blood. And last but not least, the biggest travesty of all is there were no zombie children. And there should have been at least two that I counted. 
Oh, that's so true. That would have been great. And they should have turned the little girl with her blankie into the zombie. And that could have been like the big, uh, that could have been the climax is Brad Kidd had to actually like discipline his unruly (laughs) zombie daughter and take away her blankie and strangles her. her. I'm never going to see you again, dad. But the thing I want to convey to you is I'm not a baby. So uh. I thought it was funny how in the movie, like there's like 20% of the movie, I think is zombies just smacking into glass. Like they, they don't really want to eat you. They just really, really want to be <laughs> super close to glass. Uh, speaking of being super close to glass, the best thing in this movie was that black woman who played that wide-eyed zombie chick in the glass yeah. uh, there at the end at the Who Center or WHO Center, whatever they called it. Um, she Doctors was a, Who. She was amazing, absolutely amazing, and I and I did catch that. Uh, but the one thing they did get right is they are called the undead for some reason, even though they're not. They they comment and say that they have to have a circulatory system functioning to be able to pa- spread the pathogen, right? And and even people that are going to die have this, by the way. Um, so that really made no sense to me. Um, but there were at least one dead dude. So, um, but if you shoot him in the head, then then they said that that works. That is the way to kill him. Body shots just seems to slow him down. So they had a couple things right. I just I'm a I'm a I'm a purist. I like my zombies slow, shambling, and um, easily taken out with a a brain thing. So, but with the rage zombies, usually when you get it in your mouth, you're you're a zombie. You're a rage zombie too. But what else? But not in this movie. Yeah, so that it just it makes me wonder though, is if you killed one and they and their heart stopped, would they still get up and start chasing you? And they they never answer that. And I think the reason why is because of ratings. I think they just wanted to, you know, make a mainstream zombie movie, and uh, they did, and they were successful, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Um. And and I would, I do want to mention that the place they ended up, um there at the end was was called the WHO uh center the who center and Peter Capaldi and his friends are are credited in the movie as who doctors so i thought that was pretty interesting since he is the latest incarnation of the doctor and thus ends the enjoyment we will get from this film time for midpoint it happens on page 55 in the BS2 and depending on the story this is the moment where everything's great or awful I wonder which one this could be. <laughs> so uh, there is no party. There is no kiss. So I had to go with what Ethan said. Um, it's it's when, uh, when you say, what's he been trying to find? And uh, Christian, what do you think that is? What, what, what point did he finally get what he was trying to find? Uh, I, I don't think this is what I have is not bouncing off of what you just said, but I put the midpoint as uh, when he's in Israel, I think it's, uh, they got the big walls. It's the first time a city has like hope for survival. They think they, you know, they've got in air quotes, they've got their solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they figured out a way like, okay, we can survive if we can, you know, we've got like, this is home base. Like, you know, people, if you stay here, you'll make it and we're secure. Obviously that, that doesn't stay for long. And it's sort of the reason that's my midpoint is because it does help lead into the other points right. uh, and it has an awesome mirror later. But that's my midpoint is when he's in Israel and they, they discover, you know, they, he gets a lead almost. Okay. Polly. 
yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Christian. I mean, it's that false high, that false hope. Um, oh, we found, you know, a safe haven and there was all that talk with the guy that was ripping his teeth out beforehand about, you know, you got to get to Israel and, and, you know, what's going on there. And, and that's got to be where the answer is because they somehow knew to complete this wall after 2000 years a week before. And so he gets there. And, you know, he starts talking to the guy, which I thought the, the whole conversation about the 10th man, the 10th man. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really fascinating. Mm -hmm. I was going, man, they should have made that guy the protagonist. And that should have been the whole movie was, you know, and I'm dead serious about that. Um, you know, that was really fascinating to me. Um, and, and so that's why I put that as the midpoint. And just along with that, I would like to say that the zombies apparently are anti the liberal arts because when people start singing and celebrating, they they did not like that. <laughs> no, they, didn't. They, they said, no, we are science. We are all about science and practicality. But we down with the liberal arts. Wow. So. Wow. I like how when that girl grabbed the microphone, she goes, no, it's fine. It's fine. She says <laughs> in English. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they're drawn by sound, obviously, but. The the one thing with the tenth man thing, I thought that I liked that part. I really do. I like the story. I like the concept. Absolutely. But they had to go to such lengths to they did that because it was such a long shot that these people had done what they did before the zombies came, you know, and that's that's the only thing is it it wasn't. I don't know. They, 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 how did you know? I mean, that was the big question. How'd you know? How'd you do this? How'd you do this? And, uh, and so that's, that's the thing. I, I liked it as much as you guys did. Just saying they had to go to a lot of explaining to explain why the walls were up. Yeah, um, and speaking of a lot of explaining, one thing that we, we didn't really touch on is how far along in this stinking movie before it actually really gets going as far as the story goes. I mean, the catalyst is like, 30 oh, yeah. to 45 minutes into everything. So yep. everything yep. about this movie is just is taking its sweet time. Yep. Yep. I, I had the midpoint a lot later. unfortunately, um, I had it up there, uh, when they were on the plane and he was putting together all the clues. Um, I don't have all the answers. Um, cause he, cause he reflects back on what homeboy says. I don't have all the answers. All, all you can do is find a way to hide, which was another great, possible theme that that uh the 10th man used but uh i was probably wrong i'm sure i was well why i mean explain to us why you thought that was it well because they he finally got what he wanted i was running off the assumption that he wanted to know what the origin was well he couldn't find the origin there was no origin um and so he found the solution you know, he found he got what he wanted. That's what I did. I just went to when did he get what he wanted? He didn't. So, get what do it. you think the solution is? Well, it was that synthesis. It was that idea of. But that was probably my break into three. Honestly, I know I said it. It doesn't meet the definition. So, I mean, because I mean, the, I'm not there was to be a party. No, no, no. I'm there, talking. I'm seeing it now. There was a party. The party was the singing. Um, there was safety. There was uh, a surety that, that everything was fine. Um, and that was the best that it was going to be is the midpoint. And then it turned bad. Bad guys closed in and they kept coming. They kept coming on the plane. They kept coming. Um, and I think what I'm calling the midpoint um, was breaking a three. But the problem is, see, uh, I'm going to stick with it for just a little while just to show you why I did it. I'm going to stick with mine for a little bit. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's why I'm asking, so. Okay, so midpoint. Bad guys close in. 
Um, you know, I, I've got it since he's since my midpoint was on the plane. Bad guys close in starts right after that. The dog who who wakes the dead. Um, he the the zombie was either on the toilet or in an elevator. I think it was an elevator. Um, Zeke's on a plane. They crash. Metals in his guts. I always kind of know that the bad guys are closing in when I start seeing it affecting the main guy, like physically even. And so when he had you know stuff going through his through his guts, um, and then his family's relocated by Jack Shepard from Lost. Um, he appears to be captured by the Doctor. Um, and then uh, Lola's boyfriend wants to know why he wants a deadly but curable disease. There just seems to be a lot of things going on. And Lola, uh, Run, Lola, Run. It's a great movie, Warren. And uh, he was in it. So so that's me. Where, where are you, Where's your uh, bad guys clothes in, Christian? Uh, it's in the, um, it's right after you, let me rephrase that, With, when all the zombies are climbing over the walls and it's the first time we really see the zombies in like the horde kind of mode um, and they're, the airplane's taken off and all the zombies are, you know, literally closing in. Um, and because my midpoint's a little earlier, I'm, you know, my bad guys close in earlier as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I, I'd say that's like the most intense like zombie scene um, as far as just, it's you know, what was in the trailers. Okay, Chris, yeah. uh, Paul, what about you? Uh, as far as all is lost or which part? Bad guys close in. Yeah, I'm because Christian and I agree on the midpoint being, uh, you know, when he's in Israel and the celebration and all that kind of stuff. Bad guys close in for me when it becomes the the uh, he's he's the most. Uh, contained for lack of better word um he's got nowhere else to run is when he's on the plane so it's you know the zombies you know basically uh getting somehow getting on the plane there's the suspense of trying to get off the ground and all that kind of stuff but then yeah when 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 the zombie comes up through the elevator or the toilet or whatever you know like you were talking about Mm -hmm. uh and then the zombies begin to close in on him and the israeli soldier that's my bad guys close in. Okay, so right. we're we're not that off sync. It's just our midpoint. That's that's interesting. That's good. It means we're probably both right. <laughs> the midpoint's probably all of that, you know, because that's where he gets his solution. That's where he 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 goes back and he the tenth man says, "I don't have answers. All you can do is find a way to hide." And that's the final chip in the puzzle so physically he was in the best place he was going to be or at least it seemed it was a false victory mm-hmm. and then just after when he gets on the plane you know and false victory again by the way uh maybe there's a midpoint double bump but that's when he when he um he starts to synergize and finds out what he wants to do bad guys start closing in immediately after that it starts affecting the, the guy like we said um the all is lost moment though is hard i'll tell you where i put it and then i'll ask each of you I, I put it way late because everything in this movie is late. It was in that moment when right before he shoots himself up and he holds up the sign that says, tell my family I love them. Uh, Polly. Yeah, I'm way earlier. Yeah. I have all is lost as him tossing the grenade in the plane. Him basically saying there's really no hope at this point. I really have nothing left to lose. And so I'm just going to take a chance and I'm going to throw this grenade. Now, I will say that that's pushing it because, you know, one of the things about All is Lost is it's a point where something is done to the hero. 
And so in this instance, um, it's it's the zombies are closing in, and so he's got to make a choice. So it's kind of like with you know the catalyst, he has to make a choice for this all is lost moment. He has to make a choice, and it's okay. I they're going to kill me. I have nothing else to do. I'm going to throw this grenade because what? Either I live or I die. There's re- all is lost. I have no hope at all. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw this grenade, take a long shot. And hope for the best. The only reason why I would argue with you, and it's a small thing, is they they took a long time to really make it obvious that there was not one soul on that plane that was not a zombie. That that blonde lady at the end coming up at him, he he waits. He waits to see. He throws that thing. And he doesn't seem to do it as a Hail Mary. He does it with with purpose. He has a plan. And the plan is, we're going to survive. I'm going to suck these zombies off this plane. And, um, and so that, that's the thing I would put all is lost, uh, would be when he was hanging there. I, I'm going to mm-hmm. modify mine in, in his seat. That's what I have before the Israeli lady shows up because he's looking yeah. around. Everybody's dead. The pilots are dead. There's lots of cables. It made me wonder, do, uh, do these, uh, studios have a rent, a crashed plane kit by now? They've got to have such a thing where you can rent a crashed plane. Can't imagine that everybody has to go out and get their own. But anyway, yeah. Paul. Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, I kind of my whole thing was I put that in there for the sake of structure, but I also have I put for Dark Knight of the Soul. Um, I gave a couple options for pretty much everything simply because there were so many rewrites. And like you said, James, everyone's all over the place and it's kind of hard with this one. So I, I have as an option for dark Knight of the soul, I'm sorry for all is lost being, you know, the, the plain parts, you know, uh, in his stomach and all that stuff. The, the reason why I stuck with uh, all is lost being the tossing of the grenade is because, you know, that's kind of the whiff of death is it's okay. I might die Either way, no matter what I do, there's a good chance I'm going to die. I always now, look for also, that fade to black, though. And we saw it, that in Paranorman, you know? And he, mm-hmm. But he fades, he does fade to black because he fades out of the black and wakes up and then his, you know, he's got that piece of, of the plane in his stomach kind of, kind of deal. And so, okay. but, but again, I mean, it's, it, it, I've got it as, as options where all is lost could be the grenade. It could be the part in his stomach. Dark Knight of the Soul could be, uh, the plane is in or plane pieces are in his stomach. There are a couple of things, you know, that I have for dark night of the soul. So right. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of leaving a couple things. I'll tell open. you what I'm going to do. I'm so. going to, I'm going to punch through mine and then I want the rest of you to do the same. All is lost. And cause I wrote at the end of every one of these, not very strong, not very strong, not very strong. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all is lost. Tell I tell my family. I love them. Okay. That's going back to my original one. And he, he injects himself. That's his hail Mary play. So Dark Knight of the Soul is him waiting for the infection in the cold. Um, and, and again, not very strong. The other alternative is him trying to convince the doctors that he's there. Or it's that little flashback dream thing that he has right before Peter Cabaldi comes up and starts talking to him. So I don't know. Break into three, um, I have when he regroups and opens the door and the zombie as a result, can't see him. But breaking a three has to be more likely uh, when they have the idea for the thing in the first place, but it's not very strong. Um, and then, of course, finale, uh, every, everybody walks right past him. 
Um, he enjoys a soda. Zombies are drawn to the noise and to the caffeine and walk right past him. And gets he gets an antidote instantly. No no damage, no, no chance of any kind of thing there. And then um, it's a bright sunny day as they walk out. Uh, so we'll, we'll wait on final image. Uh, Christian, hit me with uh, everything from All is Lost to Finale. All right. So All is Lost for me is the plane crash. Uh, when he's got the uh, the metal in him, a uh, big part of that was because it's the opposite of the midpoint. Uh, for my midpoint, he's in Israel. He's as surrounded as possible. Um, you know, he's he's very secure, very safe, very very much inside. And for the Hall's Lost Point, he's totally outside for I think the first time. He's wounded. Uh, sort of seems like his lowest point there. Um, so then they get into the hospital. Dark Knight of the Soul for me is when he's speaking with the man of the hospital. And this was super weak uh, when he's speaking with the man of the hospital, trying to convince him to let him out. Um, and right after that, uh, the man that he speaks to says, uh, I don't have any family because my son died and my brother died and my wife died. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that was, was a the, good little thing there, by the way. That, yeah, was, that was the death part uh, for me. Okay. Uh, Breaking to three is when he introduces the new idea. And he finally, I mean, we, you know, you can see it coming, but he finally uh, audibly says what's going on where he has the idea of the terminal individual and the camouflage. I feel like that was pretty solid. Um, that's my break into three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my finale is sort of from the moment he injects himself and opens the door um, to when he gets the injection to cure uh, the virus he gave himself. And the way, what I put was um, in the beginning of the movie, he is... Uh, running away from zombies, and then in this in the finale, he's you know, literally walking toward them, um, and so that's where you know things have changed, and now he's got a solution. Um, and then the final image. Sort well, of hold on, ex- final image. Let, let me uh, oh. let me hear Paul uh, from uh, All Is Lost all the way through to uh, finale. Okay, so again with All Is Lost, um, I, I don't know. I'm I, just for the sake of argument, even though I think it's very weak and and i've got a couple options i'm going to stick with tossing the grenade in the plane okay. as being his all of all is lost that's his whiff of death and everything dark knight of the soul comes in three waves one being the the plane part is it or i'm sorry four waves the plane part is in his stomach um unbeknownst to him his family gets kicked off the plane which again doesn't really play into his thing, but it's you know for the for the sake of the movie that happens. Um, he 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 collapses uh, on the floor, or I'm sorry, on the the sidewalk right in front of the the Who building, and you know so he's he's passed out, and then he wakes up, and then like I said, or like Christian said, um, he has the whole argument with the doctors where he you know is strapped down. Um, he's got nowhere else to go. They won't let him go. They want answers. Um, you know, so that's what I have. I've got a lot of different things that possibly are, are part of dark Knight of the soul, but then the break into three I have is I want your deadliest disease. And that's when they decide, you know, okay, cool. We're going to let you go. We're going to remove all of these, uh, church recreational building folding chairs that somehow have kept the zombies at bay and we'll let you walk through here. So breaking the three to me is whenever he says, I want your deadliest disease. And he, he moves from, from act two into act three, where he, he changes his position into the hallway on his way to the finale. Mm. Good, good. All right. Now let's just for fun, just for fantasy football's sake, 
let's assume that plane didn't crash and the grenade was never thrown and that there was no zombies on that plane and that it landed safely in Russia and that that original screenplay played out real quick. All is lost through the finale. How do you imagine it? Or do you need, oh. me, do you need me to give you an example? I, I read yeah. this. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. So all is lost would be um, once they once they landed, once they landed, his his cell phone's taken away, and um, because there was no zombie in the plane, there was no, it was just a dog. There's a little tiny dog, and those things are pretty pretty bad. Um, Dark Knight of the Soul is when he loses contact with his family. They've been kicked off the plane. That part stayed, or, or, or they've been kicked off the helicarrier uh, with yeah. with uh, Nick Fury, and they're in the Everglades now, and they're doing stuff with other people selling. She's having to sell her body basically is what it is. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's not a government run thing. So dark night of the soul is definitely very dark for both of them because he doesn't have contact with her. She doesn't have contact with him. He's, he's being forced to work for the military and, um, that ta- it takes time. See, that's the one thing that I find about this rewrite. There's not a lot of time between these beats. And that means they're not able to form properly. It's very weak and rushed. And I don't hate the story. I just hate the way it makes me feel at the end of the day. So anyway, <laughs> break into three would be when he, he gets his plane or he uh he gets his uh cell phone back, makes contact, and uh with his new information, he he hits the finale and starts to rush back home, uh or rush to to the Everglades, going through people and zombies, uh, in an attempt to reunite with his family. And then it stops, and it sets up for the second and third film. Well, and to go off of that, I'm not going to comment on All is Lost, because I, I don't remember enough of what you said to <laughs> comment on that. But as far as Dark Knight of the Soul, I would say the Dark Knight of the Soul would be finding out that the guy from Lost or whatever that I totally missed, because I'll be honest, I only watched the first season of Lost. Well, uh, because it's more entertaining than this movie, I'll tell you. I watched the first season of Lost and thought... Hey, this sounds really cool. I want to watch to find out what happens to the to the the little kid that gets taken away, and I want to figure out what this smoke monster is. And the day that I finished season one, I returned it to the library, and I'm talking to the librarian, and I said something about that, and she said, "Oh, we're on season seven, and we don't know what the smoke monster is." I said, <laughs> "I'm out. I don't want anything to do with this." Anyway. There's that, but moving back to the movie, uh, Dark Knight of the Soul to me in York uh, in the the alternate universe, James would be him hearing that you know you need to move on with your life like everybody else. Mm. That's the Dark Knight of the Soul, and then he what does he do? He literally moves on, but instead of moving on in another direction, he moves on back towards his family. That would be the break into three. I'm going to get back to the Everglades. I'm going to bypass Disneyland and all the other things that Florida has to offer wrestle some alligators and some zombies, get back to my daughter, push her and her blanket aside and get to my wife. Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of that, of getting to his wife, that would go, or when you said the whole thing of her, um, selling her body or whatever, that would be kind of a survival of the fittest. What do I have to do to stay alive? I'm going to get off this boat. I'm going to have this man to protect my, my two daughters by, offering up my body as collateral or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Cause so when, that, that when you pick Jack, you get the smoke monster and that's a pretty cool defense mechanism right there. Did they ever find the smoke monster by the way? Yes. 
Okay, cool. I'll, I don't care. But moving on. Uh, final <laughs> image. Uh, it's the last thing. And Wait, what? what do, I didn't. I didn't hear your guys' finale. Uh, we said them all. Oh, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> and then me, we finale, did. And then we did the optional uh, thing, and now we're on final image. But go ahead, final. Oh, well, I, I just okay. I'm sorry. I didn't say my final or finale because yeah. I thought we were go stopping ahead. and breaking a three. My finale. I didn't was say mine either. You're fine. Oh, okay. Then Christian, as a gentleman, I will concede this point to you. Oh, I wasn't trying to interrupt you. Uh, it was when Will Smith had to choke his dog out. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it was. <laughs> you when did they mention the- it. You said that they were heading toward the zombies. Yeah, it was when they opened the gate. I yeah, I was not at all intending to interrupt you. Please go ahead, Paul. No, I agree with you there. The finale to me was him injecting himself and then facing the zombie, quote unquote, and then moving on down the corridor back towards the uh, Christian recreational folding chairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. And that was a cool setup, though. But they put the uh, they put the the cafeteria on the other side of the sky bridge. You know, they were hating that. You know. Gotta have your Pepsi fix when you're stuck inside of a Who building. And um, your Snyder's of Hanover pretzels. <laughs> uh, let's see. Final image. Um, they, they, uh, my final image was the family all together. You know, he's, she's there in Nova Scotia, which is gorgeous. And he's floating up towards them. Uh, obviously, you guys are considering the, the opening montage. So tell me how the closing montage fit, factors in. I'll just say that with the final image, I agree with you. It's supposed to be that, you know, existential diatribe that Brad Pitt's character goes through and him finding his family. And there's some whole thing about, you know, we'll find a way to survive. Again, I didn't I didn't quote anything in this movie because it just wasn't worth the finding the home row keys in order to type it out. But um yeah, to me so to me that was the that was supposed to be the final image, which again, if my uh you know, going back to kind of some of the stuff with the theme and the setup, if, you know, if his whole thing is, you know, willing to do anything for his family, um, you know, fighting for survival, then, okay, there we are at the end. Uh, he's, he's back with his family or at least on his way to them, but it's not really, the only difference is they started out in a, in a warm bed and they end on a cold ocean shore. So that's the, about as, flip-flopped as it gets mm. as far as the mirror of the final image but even that's kind of weak it was supposed to end up with her in somebody else's bed that would have been a <laughs> heck of a flip-flop boy yeah wearing flip-flops because she's in florida yeah when when you say flip-flops do you mean cute and by cute do you mean lazy and by lazy do you mean john's not here i mean all of those things i feel like our b story for this podcast would have been how much we miss john <laughs> I think that's, it's I think it's the homeless guy that scared the crap of you and thought you thought Zeke was at the back door. That's I true. I want my John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beast. My emotional journey was John. <laughs> yeah. Uh so final image, uh, Christian. Any thoughts? No, it, exactly what Paul said. Awesome. That's what. That's probably what the podcast should have been named. Um, right. <laughs> and so I'm so glad you're here, and it's not just me and Paul doing this because it would just be Paul saying something to me, going, "Yep, yep." yep. <laughs> yeah. And there would be nobody to record it. Hey, um, was it better this time oh. or worse this time? Worse. W- was I'm, what better or worse? Well, I'm going to tell you, for me, I, I like zombie movies enough to where I forgive them. Because if you're a fan of zombie movies, then you are a you naturally have to overlook the lack of story and 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 brilliance. You just have to go for the fact that there's just raw survival 
and people are trying to kill them and shoot them in the head and oh. and, and the hands reaching through the windows and all that stuff. You have to just kind of, unless you're a Walking Dead fan, you have to just you know swallow a lot. Um, so I like this movie on that level, um, but as I've gone through it as a story, yes, it, it's like there's two different stories. It's like like I wrote a a paper and some other kid a third grader ripped off the last page and then wrote a new ending to my story and then stapled it back on. And you can see the extra staple. That's what this movie is like for me. I thought the ending was a better part though. See, I like the opener. I love all the action, these things running. They're like fluid, like water running down an, an alleyway and they're climbing on top of each other. I like that thing. And then at the end, they're all of a sudden we have to explain, by the way, that they're dormant. They go dormant when there's no one around to bite. They just go dormant. Oh, okay. That's, that's handy. That's handy to know. Um, it wasn't mentioned in all the other countries that were listed as invisible and gone, by the way, you know, they were still actively being, <laughs> you know, gotten. But anyway, anyway. If you want a good zombie story, play the video game The Last of Us. Holy cow. Yeah. Best zombie story ever. That's what this movie should have been. And this movie was terrible. It was bad the first time and worse the second time. Well, one day first... we got to do Shaun of the Dead. Because that's not a good movie either. It is a great. No, I'm just kidding. That's a really good movie. I was about to say, I was going to reach through the microphone. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, my two cents on all this is the first time I watched it, I'm not going to lie. I was up late and I, I said, oh, it's a Brad Pitt movie. I like Brad Pitt. I think he's a great actor. I like he's, Brad he's Pitt. Ha- and I cannot lie. Sorry. He's, yeah, exactly. He's handsome. I, you know, I can say that with full confidence as a heterosexual man. Who works and at a gay bar. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, and so honestly, it's like I watched it because it was Brad Pitt. And I was going, oh, okay, well, if he's associated with it, then it's got to be halfway decent. And as the movie went on, the very first time I watched it, I just kept thinking, this is just, it's got to get better. And it just never did. And I remember that, you know, uh, spoiler for all of our listeners, I, I watched it after we had kind of made a three month schedule for this show. And I remember thinking, Oh God, we're going to talk about this for an hour and a half at some point. I don't know if I can do that. And so I kept my mouth shut about it, and I kept hoping that if I watch it seven, eight, nine times, that I'm going to find more things, and there's going to be more depth. And but it just didn't happen. It just mm. the more I watched it, I I found myself doing dishes and cooking food and doing other, and, you know, doing research and all that kind of stuff. So I just the more I watched it, the less I liked it. The only thing that I will say is I tried my hardest to remember. It is what it is, which is, well, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be something, which is a zombie movie. And if I keep that in mind and I say it is what it is, does it live up to what a zombie movie is supposed to be and how a typical zombie movie rolls? And even then, yeah. I was going, no, it, it wasn't a zombie movie. Yeah. I I just I I if it were a zombie movie then I would definitely put up with it because it's just it's the same reason why I like all of those you know B movies or the teeny bopper oh man I sound old I'm only 31 anyway uh <laughs> only? like like uh 
Yeah, only. Uh, sorry, Christian. Uh, 150% like, of my age. Go exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, movies like uh, uh, Final Destination, yeah. that's my guilty pleasure. I love every single one of the Final Destination movies, even though they're pointless, they're brain dead, but they're Cause, just... Because of the, the gag. Most... The gag. It's great. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so if this movie had that stuff, if they would have been willing to flirt with the cheesiness... Maybe I would have given it more grace and I would have actually enjoyed it, but I didn't. But that's, well, they were uh, we, going for Born Legacy. They were going uh, for serious you know. and hardcore, and, and they right. were trying to mix zombies with that. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, anyway. Paul, uh, 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 before we go, Christian, you yeah. said you read the book. I did. Tell, yeah. us, tell us real quick, two minutes. Tell us about it. Um, I mean, it's totally different. Um, it's it's written from several different perspectives, and it's really political in like a really good way. And it's um, it's kind of like how you would imagine if if this actually happened. Like it gives you some good perspective there. If I mean, if you are like if you if you poop for like a long time and you want a book, <laughs> or you're going on an airplane or something, then I would get it. Uh, I would don't, bring a like, grenade though. Yeah, don't like buy it and read it because I told you to. But if you want, if you get put in a situation where you have to read a book, it'll do. I may have to check it out now. I'm I'm getting into Audible stuff now. You know, with the audio books, it's great. Mm. It's great while you're doing artwork because I do artwork. You know, more like fart work. Fart work. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I just wanted to close us out with a little bit of this uh next week we are going to be doing uh what paul what what movie actually actually two weeks from two weeks my bad yeah we're going to be doing v for vendetta awesome and and uh christian why is that really neat why is that a cool thing oh because um remember remember the 5th of november and we'll be recording on the 6th of november so you can all watch it with us on the 5th and we'll all be wearing our little masks which you'll be able to take full advantage of since uh you know the appreciation of uh since we're an audio podcast hey consider supporting movie beatdown uh just a quarter an episode it's a dollar a month visit moviebeatdown.com slash donate uh, go to our website and comment on this episode and find out more about Save the Cat at moviebeatdown.com. Email your comments, suggestions, and things like that. Movie suggestions mostly. Uh, your, you know, miss you notes for uh, John to moviebeatdown at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at moviebeatdown, and that's all. So, uh, Polly, Christian, thanks so much. Yep. I want my blanket. <laughs> I will strangle you with that blanket. (laughs) We'll see you next time here, right here on Movie Be Down. Palmade or gel, Christian? Uh, Moose. I don't really care because anything is more impressive than this movie. Visit NLCast.com for other great NLCast network shows. 